Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of the PPD cast. Um, this is the As It Is track by track review of the album The Great Depression. I mean, it did uh, give me Great Depression. Starting off with the obvious jokes <laughs> <laughs> that we are so famous for. Um, we all have a lot of thoughts on this album. I listened to it a little more than I really wanted to, but to get this re- this review ready, um, this is not a one-listen review. I, I went in pretty... I think we all did went in pretty deep thought and detail in our notes and our listens. Uh, so, uh, let's get into the track by track, shall we? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's start off by asking, what do you guys think? Uh, Don't everyone go at once. Wait, think of what? The titular track, The Great Depression. I think it's one of the worst songs on the album. (laughs) I I thought it was like, I thought it was like, mid-tier on this album it's like in the middle <laughs> you get its tier rating smash brothers yeah what's the meta for this album is it is it is it uh is it meta night yeah. <laughs> um i thought this album uh, I, I, not the album the song was better uh one of the better ones on the album i felt like it the lyrics were cringy, but I felt like it kind of did the emo anthem sound pretty well, and the Britney Spears sound pretty well. Weirdly, like it had the boom. It had like a boom pow two thousands pop rock feel at the beginning, that was pretty weird. And then they did the heavier guitar, which actually sounded kind of cool with like the fucking, the crowd is singing, anthem lyric. Uh, lyrics was pretty cool. Um. Uh, oh, sorry. I mean, it reminded me of a Britney Spears song from two thousand, like the her comeback, like in the late two thousands or whatever. And I mean, it was fine. It, it was okay. Some <laughs> emo. I feel like we should. I feel like we should go by this sonically, um. Lyrically and then thematically, I think that's how we should organize our thoughts. <laughs> okay, Chloe, what did you think of it sonically? Okay, well, the sound I thought was fine. Like, I didn't have a problem with the music, like you guys said. It was do, trying to do out anthem emo, and I mean, in that way, it succeeded, but lyrically, it wasn't good. There was some cringy stuff. Um originality i mean it wasn't original they're literally copying copying and then execution wise they didn't stay on theme at all with what patty says that the theme of the album is like should we probably should we explain that first for people that don't know because we're probably gonna be talking about that a lot yeah should I read his exact words or should I uh, condense it into uh i mean if you have it pulled up but I, if I'm not, sure. you oh, can just. Oh, I'll I'll give it word for word from the man himself. All right, let me let me do a let me do a Patty Walters impression. All right, let me channel my inner Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. Oh boy. Initially, I think my idea for the Great Depression was for it to be an almost exploration or essay about whether we were helping or perpetrating the kind of romanticization of mental illness. But it was Ben Langford Bruce idea to make it a concept about the person who we in the record call the poet it's about his kind of struggle and he's in a similar position so that makes things easier we weren't writing about someone who was too dissimilar in a position to us the poet has a wife and basically the concept of the record is a guy who's struggling so much that he's beginning to speak with death death isn't this antagonist there's no protagonist or antagonist he's speaking to death as if he would speak to his wife and they're both trying to do what's best for him His wife is trying to get him to see the beauty in his life and live a life with her. Death is trying to take away his pain and suffering. He's trapped in this very frustrating place in the middle and trying to reach a decision. It's basically kind of a metaphor for everything. 
so yeah, so the the Great Depression, the song, has nothing, doesn't fit at all with that. Like, the lyric, I can give you an example, is like, we tell you what you want to hear because we're so insecure. That's about them. <laughs> that's not about a man that's arguing in his mind, I guess, with his wife and death. <laughs> You know, I here's the, something that really fucks up this uh, uh this album. See, they have this very intricate theme apparently that uh, this album is supposed to deal with or tackle. But the thing that makes albums a deep concept like that work is not spelling it out for something. Like, can you guys tell me what science fiction was about by Brand New? I can't. I cannot. <laughs> That's what makes it so fucking good. It's up for interpretation. You you listen to that album. You don't know what the fuck's going about it, and you can put a thought on something. That's why people say music is subjective because you can put different. You can take out of it what you think. There's interpretation in thematic albums like this one is apparently trying to go for, but. <laughs> We'll probably get into later why this falls on its face. Yeah. Um, the song is uh, sounds like a PSA uh, or like a, an announcement, but it really doesn't say anything. What's the it message of this? Like, I'm sorry. Um, it felt like they were like trying to like start a story, like the the story or whatever, like ex exposition, basically. We should we should compare this to an album that does theme really well, like the Black Parade. I mean, they do share a song name. Like, like think about it. How how does the Black Parade start? Uh, the end, which is a lot better than the song. Like that sets that sets off really, really, really well. It's like. Uh, they're telling you what to expect in the album, what's happens, and then the, you get the fucking, you get the hospital beeping, and then fuck, you're dead. Yep. And, and then that, that, and then you kick off into a really good song. Uh, as it is, does not do this. Um, it starts off with a song that's completely different from anything you see in the rest of the album, uh, or anything really related to anything at all. Uh, what the what the fuck is the Great Depression that the song about? Like he's trying to say, like this song will save your life. What is it about? What are you? What, what, what statement are you trying to say? I think there. I don't know. I honestly, I think it's something about. I I know that they keep saying Patty keeps saying it's not about him, but I genuinely feel genuinely feel like it's about him and i feel like this is how he it thinks this is what he thinks the band is doing for like people the audience it, it, it 100% about him because he talks about like a, a breakup for half the songs and then need to like just go through a breakup or something yeah I, I, I feel like this is one of those basic fucking Happy Judgment Day songs. You gotta have that nice deep tie in every podcast. That's, <laughs> our, that, that's our trademark. Um, it's not really saying anything profound. It's basically just saying, Hey, the man is bad. That old Donnie Trump or that old boss man. Those, man. Don't listen to those. That's basically all they're saying. What? Like, I'm saying I want a political punk album, but not the same fucking political punk album. <laughs> like, go into detail, dude. Like, say what's on your mind. I Again, I want to bring up the lyric, we tell you what you want to hear because we're so insecure. So I feel like that's just the lyric of being like, yeah, guys, like, we sold out. <laughs> we sold out. <laughs> Okay, was the solo just a little? Let's just never mention that one again. <laughs> the song reminds me of "Don't Wait" because like the the lyric like we tell you what you want to hear. It's like the government is lying. Similar theme, except no architects. Except <laughs> no architects. Is that better or worse? 
worse. I like the. I really like the instrumentals in this song. Yeah. I, I thought they. Oh, sorry. The instrumentals were the best part of this album, definitely. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints. I, I don't. Well, I have some complaints on how they're used in some songs, but honestly, they're they are a driving force. Like they're actually, they actually sound hard, like a hard album would sound. And that's like, if you don't I have my, pay attention and just leave it on in the background, it might sound pretty okay. Yeah, like I was actually bobbing my head to some of the instrumentals. Like the drums are really good. There's a lot of cymbals and like and like snare in there and that's pretty cool and the the guitars are really fucking gravelly in a lot of songs and you know that's that's good shit but then you get patty walters coming in and everything <laughs> just goes downhill you, you see that that uh the album cover where see that that's what that's what uh happens when patty's voice comes in a song <laughs> i just like I feel like this album could have been like one of the best albums of the year if you replaced as it is with like any band that can do anything that's like hardcore. Or if you just replaced Patty with the backup vocalist because he has a rough like punk voice, like no joke. Like in as it is his early work, I don't know if you guys know, but I listened to it. Um, the backup vocalist was actually like. A second vocalist like there's two singers and i actually like some of that stuff because the backup vocalist is on it and it's really good <laughs> patty walters Nobody yeah <laughs> he, he sounds <laughs> poor patty can never get a break <laughs> no but his uh he sounds like phineas from phineas and ferb his singing voice does like i'm not joking should we move to the next song yeah the Wounded the world. world. This song is so fucking bad, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Sonically, what do you guys think? I have to... Um, one sec. It's kind of like boring, bland, hot topic emo sounding. Honestly, it just... I just wrote, like, my notes about this song were just, like, again with the plot. Like, it like this song made me think like that they recorded the album and then just like threw a plot out there to make it sound deep because I was just like there's no way that like this is about what they're saying it is like sonically I didn't write anything because there was nothing really like interesting to write about I wrote catchy you know what I wrote? What? I wrote, uh, Check Black Hearts is so cringe. While I was driving, <laughs> I physically almost swerved into traffic. <laughs> it just felt like, it did feel like something I would walk into Hot Topic and hear playing over the radio. Yeah. And, uh, they repeat the wounded world a lot. Yeah, um, but the, I, I thought it was kind of funny, because on Genius, I was looking at the lyrics, and at the beginning, he talks about, like, the catacombs, and they said it's a metaphor for all the people who are doing, like, the wrong thing, so I just think, like, Patty Walters is in his head thinking, like, oh, all these people who uh, aren't straight edge are the reason why the world is ending. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the, he's just in a great suppression, because people like drugs and alcohol no. at Warped Tour it was so funny because as it is his tent was right next to uh, Less Than Jake's tent and Did Less Than Jake's Less Than Jake's tent was like selling like bit like grinders and like paper and stuff or like rolling paper oh my god <laughs> and then there was just Patty Walters <laughs> and I just laughed Uh, on to track three. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't talk about lyrically. Oh, true. There's nothing lyrically. Yeah, I, I didn't I write anything some, about I it. Things, I have something to say lyrically. Uh, and thematically. Um, 
uh, he the the thing he the point he's trying to get across on this album is that everyone is to blame for how shitty the world is today, and that's just a toxic way to think. He's like, people aren't stepping up to do something to fix the world. Well, like you're on, dude. You know that you're on a platform to actually do something. What the fuck are you doing with the Patty Walters? <laughs> No, not all of us are to blame, and people who want to change the world are doing what they can to change the world. You're not waking anyone up. Teaching people the good word and straight edge, so that's a thing. <laughs> you think it goes door-to-door knocking? Do you like a Mormon? <laughs> like a Mormon. <laughs> uh, would, you, would you like to speak about the straight edge community? <laughs> um... He gives you okay by as it is, and you <laughs> shut the fucking door on him. You know, okay only sold 3K copies. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. I know. Uh, is that why they're always on my fucking Spotify, like, radio? Because they're always like... Promote, promote, promote. <laughs> yeah, do you think they, like, give them Drake money to promote them? <laughs> Spotify would say no because they want people to be safe. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I feel like this this uh, song has like a really toxic mindset. Uh, I don't think it. Uh, you shouldn't really blame everyone when we're all trying to do our best. And Patty is kind of hypocritical because the points that he's trying to make in this album, he doesn't elaborate on shit. He throws it out for chorus, which I'm going to get into later, especially with the stigma. Um. It's just trying to say, hey, all of you, fuck you. You're not doing enough. But, you know, track three. The Fire the Guitar. Fire I have so many things to say about this fucking song. I have, I have one thing, um, sonically. It's, um, that in the first verse, Hattie Walters, he does, like, he sings for, like, the first three quarters of the verse, and he screams, so it sounds like he's, like, gonna vomit. <laughs> it's the worst. He's just like, man, I'm really used to this, uh, this heavy thing. <laughs> he's also one smoking, like, in, the produ- in, in, like, the production, and he's just like, <laughs> No, um... What do you guys think, Sonically? Okay, well... Well, um, I actually, I'm a fan of, like, rough around the edge vocals, so I kind of like the yelling thing that he does at the end, and I think it's something different than his usual high-pitched whining voice, and, but still, I said the track would be great if the backup vocalist took over. (laughs) What's his name? I don't even know. <laughs> is it the, the wait wait one second? Is he the one who came up with the yeah with the plot for this album? Mm-hmm. Really though, every uh, it's Ben. Ben. Really though, everything no. good about this album was created by something that's uh something that's not Patty Walters. Like, this this concept could have been really good if it was executed well, but it's not. If there was good writers. Yes. And, and now Patty Walters. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact that Chloe told me, this album was produced by the same one who did Enemy of the World by Four Years Strong. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was looking at that when I was on Genius. They had, like, four, his Four Years Strong stuff. And the production is actually good, so. Yeah. Uh, Enemy of the World is actually one of my favorite punk albums, so I was really surprised to hear that. Which is probably why it sound the instrumental sounds so good. But mm-hmm. even if you're really good at producing, you can't save some trash fires. <laughs> some vocals just can't be fixed. I mean, look at Culture Two. It had a really great producer. I forget his name, but he does like every fucking he mixes like every fucking rap album. But Culture Two was, you know, that. Uh, <laughs> I did us just saw this tweet while scrolling through my feed that said, "Podcasters, please move your head away from the mic when you need to swallow." So, I'll keep that like, in mind. Um, the song sonically doesn't really uh appeal that much to me. 
Uh, I think it's one of the worst tracks on this album. We're getting to the worst track on the album. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I said this is one of them. The Fire of the Dark is inexcusably what's going to give this a zero on the execution. Uh, what excuse is there to act like you have a narrative if you're going to have this track that is obviously Patty? This is obviously fucking Patty. There's no... Like... <laughs> Isn't his wife supposed to try to, like, save him? Yeah, yeah save him? So why is this... <laughs> why is this song here? I, listen, I like this song, but it doesn't belong on this album. The, like, his, in this song, the wife leaves him. And it's only the third track. Someone really, really, and you can't be like, you can't be like, well, maybe it's out of order on purpose, because like he said, like, it's a story. These are these are the fucking stages. Yeah, and the end one is acceptance. So if he if she left him in the beginning fucking song, then your narrative's out the fucking window. There's yeah. this uh, there's this quote that Kanye West um told Jay Z, and I know you gotta, you gotta have Kanye in every podcast. You gotta, you gotta mention Kanye. It's in it's a uh. He said that albums should not only be music, they could they should and could also be stories, because Jay-Z didn't really think that one of his albums should have a narrative. And I think that that's true. Albums can have interpretive narratives, and I think that's something that's really cool about music, is that you can do something like that. But this album is the exact example I would give someone of how not to execute a plot or a story. Yep. yep. Should we move There's... to the worst song? Yeah. Stigma? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, been... don't cry. The amount of times that Patty whines, boys don't cry, is, like, forever, like, engraved in my mind. It's horrible. So what do you guys think about Boys Don't Cry? Um, honestly, I didn't think um, that much of it. It's just kind of there for me. It's bad, but it's, like, not interesting to me. It's just like, oh, Eddie Walters wants boys to show emotion. That's kind of weird. I'm so mad at this song. It's, it's It triggers me, because, like, the message that they want to convey is a good one, but the boys don't cry part. <laughs> like, first of all, they could have used a way better lyric or analogy for something like that instead of making it this fucking cringe. Like, if you don't pay attention to the lyrics, it sounds, like, fine. But you, it's hard not to hear the fucking boys don't cry. It's just, I hate it. I hate it so much. It reminds me of Boys Who Cry. (laughs) (laughs) Still my joke, Joe? Think I don't hear that? You want to do do another two minutes of me going, (laughs) Joe? I'm gonna mention lighter burns, I guess. (laughs) Wait, I haven't added uh, Jason in this episode yet. Jason? I'm gonna tell you right now. Like Pacific, not good. We're not even talking about like this. <laughs> anyway, back to the t- the topic at hand. This song, equally not good. Um, my thoughts on this, like, um, sonically, not bad. Uh. I feel like this is really trying to like balance with a fucking feel good track like that all the emo songs have like don't give up you can do anything like how <laughs> many fucking emo like <laughs> I saw this one that was like comparing Nicki Minaj lyrics and it's like don't give up you can do anything like I feel like every emo fucking band has one of those songs and this is as it is is but it's directed always and it's not it's not 
good. It's directed very terribly. Like, who the... <laughs> it's just saying boys don't cry without saying anything else. True. The only thing that grabs my attention is Boys Don't Cry, and it's not for a good reason. It's bad. The, the song could be, like, very, very better done if it was, like, um, if he was, like, relating the theme of, um, like, if he related it to himself, like, how it, the stigma of boys not being allowed to cry has affected him, or how, what you can do to change it. But he never does. He never does anything with the concept of boys having to be macho. It's just him repeating "boys don't cry." It's lyrically, it's definitely the worst song in the album. I feel like if any other band did this song's concept, it would be really cool. Like, I I haven't heard about that before, you know? I haven't heard anyone, like, say anything about that. You feel me? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. of course, as it is, had to be the first. <laughs> and bad. I'm roasting them so much. Well, yeah, this album isn't a good album. Yeah. But I feel like there is potential here. There's potential in this album, but it was dashed very terribly. It's like yes. it's like a plane that was going kind of nice in the air, and then it just took a complete nosedive and killed everyone on board. I think that's kind of how the album went, too, though, like, track by track. Like, it started good, and then the further you go in, it, it, it goes down, just like the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, me. I, war- I guess I warned you from the beginning. <laughs> yes. Um, so should we go to track five? Yeah. Wait, what were you saying? You were saying for me. Huh? You, oh, you were like... Yeah, the album, It there's a good part. There's one song I like, and it's close to the end. Oh. Well, look yeah. at that. I didn't like anything close to the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on to track five, or... Yeah. Yeah. The handwritten letter. Yeah. I said, uh, Sorry. My my opening point was uh, the opening riff sounds like some like Pacific bullshit. <laughs> Dude, I like the beginning riffs. I was like, it really grabs my attention. <laughs> but I don't like like Pacific. I don't think I said anything about <laughs> sonically in this. <laughs> Then, this but is then, three sides of a spectrum. But spectrum. then after that, I said it feels like the instruments overpower Patty's voice, but in a way that's kind of a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> my, I said, um, a fresh coat of paint inside my coffin is um, so it so it feels like home is uh, some MySpace emo shit. <laughs> and I didn't. Oh my god! Second verse. Oh my god, wait, wait, wait. Also, I don't know if you guys wrote anything about this, but there was like a voice recording that was just randomly randomly thrown in there, like for no reason. Like it just started and there was no reason at all. And I was like, what is this? Like maybe it would have worked at the end of the song, but it was just like out of nowhere. Like it's just a voice recording. Oh, like the suicide hotline stuff? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was. It reminded me of logic and who can relate (laughs) (laughs) but like it was just in there like nothing led up to it like he would like he just stopped singing and it played and then it just picked up like i didn't i was like what the fuck didn't the front bottoms do that too like they just stop talking and then it plays like what what, no 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 no, no, listen that works (laughs) because (laughs) the front bottoms are a good band 
<laughs> and they play their recordings at a time that works and they play it at the end and the recording always has something to do with the song and this recording i didn't even know what the fuck it was saying and like it wasn't it didn't blend in it just stopped like the the music just stopped there was no like subtle like moving into it it just stopped played that and then picked up again yeah i don't know um i just verse two didn't really make sense besides the first line to me I didn't, I didn't understand it at all, like, lyrically. It just seemed like the lyrics didn't make sense. Uh, there's no reason for the song to be on the album. Uh, I don't understand why this love, this love song is on... is on yeah. this supposed-to-be-dark fucking <laughs> delve into mental health. You know, the same album that everyone is doing. <laughs> this yeah, would have been so... This... This album would have been so groundbreaking in 2006. <laughs> what year did the Black Ray come out? Oh, I like it. Was it 2000? Is that early 2000s or mid 2000s? Mid 2000s, I think. I think 05 or 06. So yeah. People would have been like, oh, this is just a bad The Black Parade. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah. Uh, there's no reason for this to be a love album. Uh, I mean, a love song. Really doesn't fit in with the theme or anything. It's not really an interesting song that they're trying to do. It was a love song? Kind of. It was like, I need you to be alive. <laughs> just like, well... I just—he has to get the girl back after she leaves him. <laughs> yeah, that's the great way to do it. <laughs> also, again, they're really just shoving in these choruses. Mm-hmm. The 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 instrumental is kind of boring on here, and so are the fucking lyrics. Uh, it's fine for for Patty to just make a breakup song. He could just do that. He should just make a breakup album. Like if a that's what album. if that's what he's feeling right now, then fuck the concept. Like just write what you want. As much as I'm harping on the concept and how it's executed poorly, you can do an album without a concept and it can be executed well. You can just say, "I want to do a pop punk record. I want it to be." Like, uh, like a bunch of bops, and just talk about however I'm feeling right now. That's okay. That's an okay thing for an album to be. But this album is supposed to be very deep in concept. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's not great. No one trying to say the question. The answer. Uh, the answer. Yo, uh, I said this is like I, a sad pop song, and the keys, it reminds me of like Owl City, but like sad Owl City. <laughs> sad, sad Owl City. <laughs> yeah. My, my, first, my first point in my notes was, what is this acoustic poppy shit? Yeah. Is this, is this what your fucking, is this what your notes are all like, what is this shit? <laughs> No, only for only for the stuff where I'm like, this is really bad. Most of my notes are like, okay, this sounds just like this band. Mine are just like, yeah, because I said like the suicide hotline voices on the last song reminded me of Logic and <laughs> some lyrics. Um, and um, I said, what's with the drum machines? Because they have a drummer, so I don't really see the point of using drum machines. I feel like a lot of As It Is fans are very not into rap. And they'll be like, "You need to put, you need to play instruments for it to be real music." But like, <laughs> they use drum machines on this album. This is definitely. I think this this song is the worst song instrumentally or sonically on the album. Oh uh, yeah, so I that, said it literally sounds like a boy band's. Like I can hear thirteen year olds crying at a like a concert to it. It's. A, very basic it's a very nothing new lyrics are really fucking boring 
they're not even like really crazy bad like boys don't cry or like really crazy good like a good <laughs> song it's just really boring this not this out al- this song adds nothing to the album except the giant blank space yeah. Yeah. It's about a relationship with death in the afterlife, which I guess connects to the fucking theme a little bit, but that's as far as it goes. One of the worst songs on the album. Yes, because yeah, it's boring. The Reaper. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I like I think this is one of the better songs on the album except for the last like part. This is the only one I'd say is a good song. Yeah, I just didn't like um the dude from Underworld that they featured. He wasn't great. I said that it was a good song, but in no way shape or form does it does the song before it flow into like this heavier sound. So it was just like, what is like happening? Because it you just came at me with this sad pop shit, and now you're coming at me with the fucking singer from Under Oath, like this angry react. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is this like? Is in the, lyrically is he like fighting the devil? Because <laughs> it reminded me of Tribute by Tenacious D. <laughs> I was just like, I just can't play the best song of all time. What's the what's the fucking? I don't know which one is the track that's like. This is actually kind of a cool concept, and if anyone, oh wait, no, it's the next one. Okay, but um, I was saying this album, this song, actually kind of good. Doesn't really the narrative a lot. Yeah. She's done more stuff like that. Um, I said they uh, made this, didn't do a concept album, and just did whatever they wanted to and made more songs like this. It would have been good. Yeah, like harder Patty Wall. Like his voice actually kind of fit with the song. Yeah. Like it actually kind of flowed pretty well. Like Like lyrically and like sonically it's pretty good like his like the way he sings and the melodies that he goes is actually kind of cool um but like there's no there's there's no way uh this but like fitting this into the narrative though it's not it doesn't work because the album shifts fucking narratives like real quick like what is distinguishing the the narrator of the Reaper from the narrator from the Fire of the Dark, which is obviously about Patty. Uh, nothing. The answer is fucking nothing. <laughs> as is a lot of this album. That's why it's called As It Is. <laughs> they should have got. They should have got like a bunch of guest vocalists to do like different parts. I yeah, like like the devil or like fucking his wife. If if it's a concept album, which is it? Is that what they want it to be? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna say yeah. They're not saying like this is. Well, they but literally said that's what. There's a concept to the album. Like this is it. If if you have a story, you get other get feature people to do like the other parts. I think it would sound better. Because Patty Walters can't pull off like multiple, like he can't do, he can't sing different ways to make it seem like it's someone else. Dude, or like just make like the backup vocalist <laughs> do anything. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Patty, <laughs> take him out of the basement. Just <laughs> let him out of his cage. <laughs> just go home, Patty. <laughs> I feel like Patty Walters as a as a, like a kidnapper slash murderer or whatever would be really unrealistic because I could not see him hurting a butterfly. <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, are we 
good on that song? Should we go to the next one? Or? The Two Tongues? Yeah, which is the worst song name out of all of them. I mean, this is the only song that fits with the so-called plot. And it's the eighth yeah. track. It's the only one that's like the devil and the her his wife. Talking. But like yes. it's not evident because Patty's vocal range doesn't do anything. So if you don't listen to the lyrics, you can't you you can't even tell that. Yeah. For for me it's like that's the one thing with the production they could have done. Make it seem like there were multiple or not multiple people, but like make it seem like more like there actually is like a story to this. Um I feel like this song would work like at what I was saying. I felt like if anyone else was doing this fucking song, it could work. Um, Because the lyrics, I think, are actually kind of cool. Like, for once, they aren't fucking cringy. Um, not boys. Not, yeah, not boys who cry <laughs> level. Uh, Swerve into traffic, you know. Um, His vocal pattern, I, I wrote that his vocal pattern and range really don't work or emote, like, at all for the theming of this song. That's like, what I um, said. I said there's really not much to say about it vocally. Like, he's yeah. not... You can't feel anything. It feels like he's going through the fucking motions in this song. He's not really, and like... It, and with this being the driving song of the plot, you would need a lot of emotion, and it's just not there. There's no confliction. Oh, sorry. I said the backup singer could probably show some emotion. He, he does! <laughs> he does! No, no, in, the, in one of the songs coming up, like, I wrote something about that. Where's the confliction in Patty's voice in this song? It feels like he's falling asleep. I, I feel his voice doesn't change at all in the album. Every song, it's the same. Except when he's, like, screaming or monologuing. This song would work so much better if it was a harder song. No, no, and no. Not just tr- the only song that there was emotion was Boys Who Cry. You guys <laughs> didn't hear that, like, talking part where he was like, yeah, yeah boys don't like- cry. <laughs> you literally just said, you, literally, you, said that you said boys don't who cry on accident. <laughs> We're going to be mixing it up with the Spongebob. <laughs> On purposely <laughs> or on an accident the whole time. <laughs> um, this, yeah, it's the only one that fits into the narrative, but it's kind of yeah. contrived. It's not subtle. Uh, comparing this to another album with really good theming, uh, science fiction. Like, there's a lot to piece together in that, that there is a theme, I would say, of insanities. I could really go into that for a long time. But um this spells everything out right into the viewer's face. Um it's simple no... lyrics that are trying yeah. to be work on a complex themed album. It's yeah, it's not really anything interesting or good. There's it's no really, like, like deep thought. It's just like here. I feel yeah, this he's way. He's like, well, he's playing up for you like you're like a third grader. Like, think about. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be saying it the whole time. I'm gonna be talking about better albums. Um. Uh, there's like a, at the beginning of the album, there's a fucking, there's a voice recording, right? And it's like, uh, this tape, and it's like somebody. It's a woman talking about her dream and about repeating the same thing daily. And that kind of like that kind of goes into the theme of the album. And there's interpretation to that. It's not giving you anything. It's not a lecture. It's not expositionary. It's how you should do a complex album with even like this. Basically, yeah. Don't make it like you're watching Barney the fucking dinosaur. <laughs> uh, like Patty does. I feel like he's trying to give a good message to the kids, you know? Like, don't, don't, don't drink, don't smoke, you know? 
Well, actually, in, in a song that's coming up, he says that he he's been drinking and been smoking. But he, I I I have a point for that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's actually him because you know, like fifteen yeah. people wrote it. <laughs> but you never did. Know. You see the the other producer on this album is just called As It Is. Yeah, it's not, it's not a name behind it. It's just as it is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so song nine. Yeah. Oh the boy. That- so this song is uh, pretty simple. It's again, he spells it out for you. He's like, oh, I don't want to be with you because I'll bring you down. That's, Which, that's what I said. Could I said, be. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm mansplaining. It's like, <laughs> it's like simple, simple lyrics again. And I feel like the song is about Patty. Like, it's about, it's a song about hiding how he truly felt about his partner. Like, how he felt about his girlfriend, how the relationship was failing, and like, things that he couldn't tell her. Like, again, it's not about the concept, it's about him. Yeah, definitely. It's not really a concept. It's two songs with the concept and then Patty Walters breakup story. <laughs> Honestly, it could be this. The concept of the uh, the song is actually kind of cool. I feel like um, if you went into more detail, it wouldn't be that bad of a song. But he uh, instead of really going into anything or make saying anything cool he uh repeats the chorus over and over again uh which he does throughout the album which is really fucking annoying because he doesn't elaborate on anything on anything he doesn't say anything different he just fucking repeats the chorus and they aren't even fucking catchy so what's the point please no, that's not that's not that's not that's not a rhetorical question tell me what the point is come on um uh, making money <laughs> Selling more than 3k copies. <laughs> Damn, Chloe, you're really going for the nut punch. <laughs> what if Patty Wolfie listens to this? I mean, someone has to tell him the truth. <laughs> Patty, if you're watching this, Patty Walter, or listening to this, Patty Walters, get, let your backup singer. Take over, please. Out of a cage. Let him out of the cage. <laughs> I know you probably, like, swallowed the key or whatever, but just, like, find a way to fix this. <laughs> um, I also want to say that there, maybe as it is, has potential if they would, like, change a lot up. Just get rid of Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they can't do that. They He's like the, the main reason people listen to them who listen to them. Right. But, but they, they could they could keep him and keep that three K audience. <laughs> or <laughs> or they could take a risk and put the backup singer and get people that actually that- like pop punk and other stuff be like, Oh shit, like as it is is fucking dope. <laughs> They, that sentence hurt to hear. What? <laughs> As it is, it's fucking dope. <laughs> well, put um Ben, the backup vocalist, in, and maybe that could be a reality. <laughs> wow, a, be- a vocalist named Ben who doesn't make me want to kill myself? <laughs> Actually, I re-listened to that album. It's better than I thought it was. The Peace and the Panic? Yeah. What? I feel like I, ho- I overcorrected myself on it because at first I thought I was good, and I thought it was like the worst, and now it's just like a mess. Yeah, but it started a trend of very. Yeah, the trend was bad, but like. I said. I went back and listened to it too, and I still think it's bad, so. Yeah, it's still bad, <laughs> Alright, so uh, on to the haunting. Yep. Or first, vomit singing again. Actually, yeah, um, you're right. I didn't, I didn't like the vomit sound on this song. Yeah. <laughs> it was worse than the 
the the the dark the heart or something. <laughs> the uh, instruments are like really quiet in the song, so he's supposed to focus on the lyrics. Yeah. But he's just, what is he saying, the haunting the whole fucking time? I forgot, wasn't he doing that? He's talking about the pop-punk community. And yeah, assault. and sexual assault? Why? Oh, I didn't, I didn't understand. There was the lyrics, can you feel your sister staring at your grave? No, yeah, there's two things. There was the one that was fuck? like a real story about suicide. And then the le- the verse before that was about sexual assault? Like, yeah. where, what Why? is this concept? Why? Part of the in the grave, it's about uh, Ben, I think, that's what it was. It was on Genius, he was talking how he, his brother killed himself, I think. Well, it was, it was him um, singing it, and like, I didn't know what it was about, but I felt the emotion. <laughs> Why yeah. does this song belong on the album? It doesn't. What? Other it's... than bad, what was this song? The the part that um where it's like the sister in the grave, like sister at your grave, it's about a twin sister whose brother killed themselves, and that part's good. I actually really like that part of the song. Well, yeah, yeah, because uh, Ben is singing it. And, uh, who, uh, and then Patty's like, sexual assault is bad. <laughs> like, where did <laughs> that come ha- from? They say the haunting over and over again. Um, yeah, where does this no, fit I, in the al- Where is this, uh, where does this, uh, fit in the album theme? It must have been while he was writing the album, that stuff was coming out. So it, he just wrote a song about it. Because that was on his mind. You know? If you know, you know. Yeah, it's about it's about Patty again. Oh, Pat Pat. <laughs> Pat Pat. Pat Pat. <laughs> we are old to refer to Patty Walters as Pat Pat the rest of the album. <laughs> the rest of the album review. Uh, no. oh. uh, the Hurt the Pope. Yeah. The first thing I have written is Patty doesn't drink or smoke out on <laughs> I said, I hate all of the verses on this track. Every time I listened to the yeah. album, it was so bad. It's it's it sounds like it should be on a Disney like the end block second half of the song sounds like it should be on a Disney soundtrack. It's like I'm getting better. What is this? This album really doesn't like close anything though. Like it really doesn't wrap anything up. Seeing as it's like the last real song in this album, um, the lyrics are supposed to be like depressing, and then it takes a nosedive, and then it goes to happy again. Yeah, I thought he killed himself in the first half of the song, did he? I don't even know. I this song doesn't make sense with the last song. The last song is a completely different message than this. I feel like if this was just like an acoustic rap song, like most albums have, I feel like I would make it a lot more like concise and a lot yeah. more of a better fit. Yeah, I like, stopped listening to the lyrics. I think, like, I stopped looking at them after "The Truth I'll Never Tell." So I don't really have lyrically wise for this. Oh, I'll fucking pull it open real quick. He starts like he starts out where he's like something. I looked at it and I I was really confused by it. Well, yeah, most of the songs before that confused me too. <laughs> so I was yeah, just like, is it even worth it? Because at first, it's, and the the title makes sense because at the beginning it's like all oh, or the pre-chorus is of all oh, and I've lost the hope that I'll find myself again, and like it doesn't hurt. But I know it will. Mm. You'll see me again, the darker still. And then, and then at the bridge, it gets to the part where it's got to get better. And the outro is it's got to get better, like a lot. Uh, it's I I would say he's contemplating suicide, but he did it because it's weighing him to the ground. But it doesn't actually kill him. The next song seems d- different. I, one lyric, I don't know if it, he's taking this lyric literally, but, like, it seems like, um, he ends up killing himself. The end? Yeah. Yeah. 
Should we talk about the end now? Or? Yeah. Sure. Because at the end of the song, sorry if I bring this the bridge, the last, like, four lines are, and I screamed for you until the day I gave up and lost my voice, so it comes down from this broken neck, and you fucking tell me to make this choice. And then just, this is the end, nobody's listening. So it seems like he kills himself. He, okay, this is what Genius says. It says, The poet's longing to be heard through the end, crying out through his pain and depression. He finally comes to accept the events of the album and closes the album by solemnly casting his sorrows into the air, knowing that nobody is listening, despite bringing the album to a close. The poet's story lies unfinished, much like the nature of mental illness. And then he just screams, no, not screams, he just yells, no one's listening a lot. Yeah, and this is the end. Yeah. I guess. I guess. The end. The end. Nobody's listening. Yeah. Don't name it after the intro to a much better album. <laughs> or I'll listen to that album right after and realize how much better it is, which I did. The, there's nothing. The Black Parade does a relationship with death so much better than this album does. Yeah. It's like a lot much nicer. Like, you know. It's, it explores the good parts of death, which is something you don't really see a lot. The good parts of death? Like, it, it glorifies <laughs> death, you know? Like, it glorifies pain. It, glor- like, it glorifies the pain going away a lot. It glorifies, like, a journey, you know? Mm-hmm. I really, I really, I like that album a lot. Uh, how does that rest of that intro song go what? I was saying the intro to Where Do We Go When We Go. Pain, pain, go away! I want to, I want the fucking, I want my life to end when I hear that song. I don't know where I was going with that. Just overall thoughts? Or? Should we give our, like, yeah. ratings? We yeah. should give overall thoughts and we'll do rating. I, I I wrapped it up in one sentence, my overall thoughts. And it was, I want to be the Black Parade that's all over the place, lyrically. I would just say bad. No, I have I have final thoughts, but I'll say yeah. mine for last. Okay, you're going last? Yeah. Um, I basically just think it's execution that really brings this album down in Patty's voice. If it was written by a band that was talented lyrically and vocally and could actually pull this off, this album would probably be a success. But since Patty Walters is a leading factor in this album, it failed. But there are like two tracks that I do like, but I don't know if I'll be listening to them again i feel like it's kind of embarrassing to like say you like it yeah <laughs> um like i don't I have said, guilty pleasures but if i would if i was to listen to this i would be embarrassed to be like yeah if like somebody like looked at your phone and be like what are you listening to yeah <laughs> <laughs> like pulls up porn to be less ashamed <laughs> Um, I said this album is misguided when it comes to almost anything it tries. The concept is pretty deep when Patty explains it, but it relates almost nothing to the album by itself. Like, a lot of it comes off as a PSA, and then it comes off as somebody battling with depression. Not even, but like just pointing out that depression exists. And then it goes into semi the plot where this guy's like man i'm uh, my wife's leaving me and i'm gonna die and uh the the instruments are really the only thing that's really a saving grace about this album uh yeah yep this producer should produce every as of his album (laughs) a fate worse than death and someone kicked Harry walters out (laughs) <laughs> um they throw out the attempt at deep lyrics for like throwing in the chorus that is 
terribly well, that has terrible vocal med- melodies and not really anything interesting. Uh, they're not catchy, which is what a chorus should be, especially when you're shoving it in my fucking face instead of elaborating on what you're trying to do in the song. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like if Patty Walters like monologued more of the album as the main character and went into more details to what the main character was thinking, it would be better. If it wasn't about Patty Walters, (laughs) if it wasn't about Pat Pat, if he can stop writing about himself and write about what he Pat Pat says, about, it would be better. Yeah. So basically, oh sorry, the the poet and the Pat Pat start with P and with a T. Coincidence. I think not. <laughs> Pat Pat is part of the Illuminati. <laughs> the straight edge Illuminati, though, not the real one. They're, Led they're, by Pat Pat Waltat. They're holding. He's holding back the backup vocalist because he knows if he let him thrive, it would be a great pop punk band. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, Pat, Pat. <laughs> Should we give the scores? Or? Okay, so here we're gonna introduce um, a rubric I made for review criteria. Um, it's an out of ten. Three points on sound can be gained. Two points on lyricism can be gained. Three points on execution can be gained, and two points on originality. So let's go. What you guys thought the sound deserves? Uh, three out of three for me. Like musically, not lyric. Like you know, I feel I'm like... putting I'm putting it all together because sonically, like the, like yeah. So just... I'm gonna give it a two because of the vocal melodies. I also yeah. gave I gave the sound a two out of three. Yeah, I gave it a three. Uh, okay, so that's two points so far for me. Lyricism zero. <laughs> I give it a, I give it a one because at least. Oh, 0.5. Actually, I, if we're doing 0.5, it's 0.5. Yeah, I'm giving a 0.5 because there are some cool concepts that are done very terribly. I put it in zero. Zero. Fat fucking zero. That is what I was doing. I, I, I oh. just a 0.5. A zero for the worst execution I've seen on an album. And originality. Originality, I'm going to give it. Um, I'm going to give it a one, because honestly, I feel like they try to do something different, and that's not something we're seeing a lot in pop-punk. Though they're rehashing a lot of 2000 sound, I think that um, what they tried to do was interesting. It's not it's something different. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one, because at least it's they're trying a different theme than other bands. I gave it a 1.5, because it was original, like the theme, if it were to be executed well. And also, like, the stigma or whatever, no one talks about that. So there was a lot of thoughts that haven't been brought up in pop punk before, or at least now. So that's why I gave it 1.5. Yeah, the, the only one bringing up thoughts are uh, me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I gave so... it 4.5 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, I also gave it a 4.5. With that rubric, I gave it a 3.5 out of 10. But without the rubric, I gave it like a 5 or a 4.5. It's a 4.5 of an album, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's close. Which is better than anything else I've done, so good job. <laughs> yeah, I would rather listen to this like a times Okay, and I guess maybe that's because I've had a lot more uh, experience with this and okay, but uh, yeah, it's better. They, if they, sorry. If they keep trending in this direction, I could see their next album being good if they can execute it properly. They have potential as artists. Which is say, But they have dashed all of their potential a lot. Very many times, especially on okay, but on fucking garbage. You think 3.5 is a low rating? We should do <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, <by acid. laughs> uh, that one's gonna be even lower. 
I feel like I was maybe a four. Like a three point five to a four is what I give it. Okay. Bye as it is. No, I'm talking I'm talking about the Great Depression. Oh, I I'd give it a three point five to a four. Okay, is it uh, a late five, a high four and a half, four point five to a high to a low five. Yeah. What about uh, what about okay? Um, a high two. One. A high two. One. <laughs> Sounds like a low two, a high, a low two to a high one to me. <laughs> I mean, at the rate they're going, like three albums for now, they'll have like a eleven. Depending on. Yeah. I like their first album, honestly. I don't know what it's called. Because I the backup singer sings. The, yeah, the backup singer sings more. He wasn't a backup singer, he was the second vocalist. And the song Concrete, he has a lot of <laughs> He has a lot of singing time. Yeah. Uh, I- what did you guys learn from this album? Um, as it has have potential as a band. I learned uh, that I walked away from this album the exact same person that uh, I walked. Uh, didn't really change anything, I guess. Really like as it is. I learned I mean, that Patty Walters says boys don't cry. <laughs> I learned that boys don't cry. <laughs> I guess and the wounded the world is wounded. Uh yeah. Um should I start doing the outro? Uh closing statements, you guys? The album is a medium 3.5 to 4. And thought provoking. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I am muted. <laughs> well, what, what's your what's your closing statement, bro? Um, I don't know. Make Ben the lead singer of Estes. Yes, thank, thank, yes. <laughs> yeah, bring Ben Barlow in there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, do it. The best <laughs> <to> bring depression. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I did go into a panic. Let's that was pretty fair. Um. Anyway. Um. Wait. Are we singing? Our, are we singing our song? We'll save that for a special occasion. Okay. This is a special occasion. All right. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening to the PVD podcast. Um. If you'd like more episodes like this, let us know in comments on Amino on YouTube. Like and head it. on over to the Pop Punk and head on over to the Pop Punk Defenders on the Amino app, um, to talk to us, to talk, talk to other people individuals about how much you like or dislike as it is. Um, just give us some feedback. Um, we'd love to have you on the podcast if you would like to be on, uh, cause we haven't had a guest yet, but, uh, <laughs> this, has been, <laughs> this has been the PVD cast. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you in a week or two. See ya. Bye.